Welcome back. I'm Michael. This is the third episode in this podcast series of Depaganizing the Gospels. Exposing the crimes of fraudulent editorialization committed by Catholic pagan heretics has become my life's work and devotion to God. I am not anti-Christ, but I am anti-Catholic. Catholicism is a fraudulent theology that corrupted the text of what has become a cursed book known as the New Testament. In this episode, I will begin by reading the depaganized version of Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led away into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit because he became aware of how God had chosen him to be the Christ. And the archangels of the Lord ministered to him to teach him about spiritual gifts the same as they had to Enoch and Elijah. When God's archangels Raphael and Michael had taught Jesus about God's gifts of healing, the sick, casting out demons, knowing the truth and prophesying, they made it known to him that John had been put in prison for preaching the ministry of repentance and rebuking the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus returned to Galilee knowing that he was going to continue the ministry of teaching repentance with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Leaving Nazareth, he went and stayed in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, and he baptized everyone who accepted his message. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of repentance and God's kingdom in heaven, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about Jesus and the miracles he performed in the name of Yahweh spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. The story of Christ's temptation has been omitted because it was a fraud. The temptation of Christ has been omitted because the original content created by pagan editors is inconsistent with God's eternal truth and the book of Enoch. Jesus was not the Son of God, but Satan was one of the sons of God who rebelled against God by coming to the earth to have offspring of their own. While the omission of the temptation text removes a litany of scriptural references, the inappropriate and fraudulent reference to scripture has been a matter of plagiarism that is not acceptable in this text. The New Testament created by pagans has not been the word of God because it was written by men who did not know God. The correction here presents the truth of how Christ needed to be instructed about his gifts 
before beginning his ministry. The evidence of this instruction appears in Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. All who receive spiritual gifts also receive instruction from God's holy angels who spiritually minister and teach them the rules and requirements of the gifts before they can legitimately use them to do God's will. Heretics are those who claim to have various spiritual gifts without receiving instruction about them. And the evidence of their heresy may be known by their fraudulent ideology and self-exaltation. Also omitted was the reference to Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 through 12. It was not only misquoted, but it was also out of context. The pagan heretic who added it to the testimony was most likely the same heretic who strung together a series of other Old Testament references in an effort to create a fraudulent series of out-of-context quotes that Christ would not have stated because he was prodigiously intelligent and taught from the scriptures since he was 12. It has been a curse of fraud and false witness to include an erroneously inaccurate quotation of ancient prophecy out of context simply on the basis of the name of the places Zebulun and Amtali. A further examination of the scripture in Isaiah will reveal an example of pagan editorialization in the Old Testament. There is never any reference or quote of Isaiah 9, verse 6 in the testimonies, but that one verse becomes the fraudulent support for the creation of the Immaculate Conception lie. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name is called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty One, the Everlasting God, the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ was a man, and it is a blasphemy of God to say that God had become the flesh as a man. Once again, the purpose of Isaiah's prophecy is to chastise the people for their faithlessness. The same is true about chapter 7, verse 14. It has been a sign of mankind's faithlessness in God that people have come to believe a virgin conceived a child. Jesus was not named Emmanuel. And the point is made that the prophecy of Isaiah has the exact opposite meaning that those pagan heretics have interpreted it to mean. Read the remaining part of the chapter to once again discover the sarcasm Isaiah uses, particularly verses 24 and 25. While all these names can clearly be associated with Jesus in the theology of pagans and heretics who created Catholicism, reading the remainder of Isaiah chapter 9, reveals the truth of what really happens in verses 13 through 21. Any moron can quote any passage in any book and say it means something that it does not mean, but only those who will go and read the full text will actually discover the fraud. The pagan heretic of the early Catholic Church were morons who never thought anyone would ever read the text for themselves. The concept of misquoting a source is called plagiarism, and it is a curse on the New Testament throughout its content. Misquotes, out-of-context quotes, and even fraudulent paraphrases abound in the text of these testimonies, and heretics did these things to create and support a polytheistic theology called Catholicism. Because of their faithlessness and blasphemy of God, those pagan heretics caused thousands of years of warfare that have destroyed Israel. Jesus was not God, nor Son of God. And the early Christian church created these documents that said otherwise in order to support their blasphemous polytheistic theology. There is only one God, and Jesus Christ was just a man. 
Today, the pagans and heretics of Catholicism continue to deny their crimes and suppress the truth in order to continue to prevent anyone from knowing how they have altered the original text to blaspheme God. But the Holy Spirit reveals the truth to true believers. All will become known on Judgment Day, and few will enter the kingdom of heaven because of Catholicism. Well, that's all the time I have for this episode. I will continue to discuss Matthew in the next episode, where I will continue to point out the evidence of pagan editorialization of the New Testament testimonies that have corrupted the message of Christ. Because of the lies heretics and pagans have created in this book, people think their salvation is in a belief that Jesus was the Son of God when his message was clearly to repent of your sins and accept the eternal truth that God is the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.